Surge up. Hey, this is Dave Davidson, and I'm going to respond to a conversational question on social media I read today by a friend that will just kind of take us into some other areas about relationships as my mind is kind of sprouting some ancillary topics here. The question was, how long does it take to get into a committed relationship once you start dating? Pretty cool question. Of course, the short answer is it all depends on the two people. And so what are some factors of those two people? Um, You know, I had a youth pastor friend that I happened to shoot the wedding of. His name was Eric. I'm a wedding photographer who have shot just under 200 weddings. So the neat thing about that is as I shoot an engagement shoot and shoot the wedding, I learn the types of you know, parameters that the couple went through when they met, how they met, how long they dated. And I usually get that information from the couple. And, and we have that little bonding time during the time we have together. Now, I haven't gone through extensive counseling with them, but I get these glimpses and these snapshots, if you will, about their relationship. And my friend Eric was, of course, waiting for the right person and, and for years. And then he, he finally met her and they got married. And so one thing he said that I'll offer into the fray here is that marriage and we'll say committed relationship he said there was three rights and I and I've used this to encourage other people says it's got to be the right person for the right reason at the right time and so two out of three of those is pretty good but three out of three of those that's that's a game changer okay so it's not necessarily gospel uh, advice or framework, but it's definitely uh, something that helps. And so, you know, the timing, for example, I mean, where are you at in life? Um, you know, I, I will say this, unfortunately, guys tend to be a probing type of mechanism, an, an animal, okay? Um, and so sometimes and oftentimes, as I, I follow on Instagram, these proposal, great proposal stories and stuff, you know, one one said the day it says it's about doggone time. You know, <laughs> she said yes, and it was about time. She, you know, in her mind, he would have asked. Obviously, marriage is a huge commitment, and it shouldn't be taken in lightly. And so, there's a lot of a lot of second guessing. Um, one thing that helped me back in the day was a lot of prayer, a lot of confirmation. And I will tell you the advice I've given to everybody that has helped me. That I I just stumbled upon it. Uh, I did this with my own relationship when I was engaged, and I I, I told uh, Joan, my wife, who my wife now, I said, you know what, I don't want to do this, but I think you know, let's give God a chance to break us up, just in case we're not in His will. I don't want that. There's nothing wrong right now. There's no, I don't have second doubts other than I want the confirmation. So let's just take like a, a weekend to like fast, pray, focus on God. I mean, we weren't like. It wasn't like a breakup thing. It wasn't like an emotional thing. It was like a spiritual decision that we walked through um, for confirmation. We went through that, and that really helped. We felt it was confirmed to keep going, and then engagement at the time. And and so consequently, I've I have counseled uh, many other friends that same advice, and it's oddly eerie that. Those who did not take that advice, like, oh, no, no, this is the person. I feel it. I'm like, yeah, but dude, you know, I know anyone can get wrapped up in that relationship at the time and not see that 
that blind side, you know, that, that, that part of you or that part of the relationship you don't see. Sadly, everyone I've told that personally has literally gotten a divorce. Um, and the one case um, was on the edge of divorce, very rough times, but came through it. Um, were the ones that I that they did do that so far, so good, they're together. So a little bit of a litmus test I'll throw in there. Um, you know, when you meet the right person at the right time, I mean, that has a lot to do with it. I remember having a couple friends, uh, a guy and a girl, I knew them both, and I kind of had saw this gal through high school, then in college, I'm like, man, when she meets a certain type of guy in her senior year of college, she's just going to be more like in the mode, you know, and I could just like, I prophesied, I'm like, not prophesied for real, but like, like predicted, like, oh yeah, that next relationship, she will have gotten through kind of not the riffraff, but some, maybe even more of the, some of the immature approaches to relationships. And then she met a guy who was stable. They got married. It was all about the right timing. You know, she was a senior. And so I've told my boys, for many years that you're going to be and it's possible to be attracted to many people over your life. Okay. So that's going to come with the territory at the same time, definitely marry someone who you will be attracted to now and in the future, kind of put that out there and try to imagine how they're going to be, how they take care of themselves, how, how things are. But I said, you got to find someone with the character that you want to be with. And so ultimately the decision that I made personally and that we made when I got married, when my wife and I, Joan, got married, is, is this someone that I can bring to literally the throne of God, okay, in eternity and say, I enhanced her glorification for God, meaning I helped her glorify God. And verse five said, will she help me glorify God? That's what it came down to for me. I mean, I met Joan on a mission trip and on, on the way to this trip, I literally just kind of surrendered, like, I'm girl crazy, you know, or like, I'd been going to school, had a bad breakup a couple years, uh, like a year before that, and really had finally surrendered, but had never seen Joan there at the first semester of school. So we go to Holland. I even came late to this event. It was like a missions conference, and having been a... um former restaurant manager, when I came to this kind of working situation, this mission trip, it was all about disorder and I had jet lag and I just couldn't understand things. And so we had a break from this conference and it was the year that the Berlin Wall had come down. So eight of us rented a van and we went to go see the Berlin Wall. On Christmas Eve night, I'm going somewhere with this, I had talked to this gal in this van. We got to know each other. I'm like, oh, very nice conversation. Nice to meet her and so forth. And I was up writing poems on Christmas Eve. And the room where the girls stayed, they, I heard them laughing. I'm like, oh, they're laughing. They're, they're up. You know, it's Christmas Eve. I'm going to go knock on the door and see what they're laughing about. I put my ear to the door and I hear Jones say, yeah, he was a real jerk when he got off the plane. Well, that could only have meant me. I was the guy who came to the conference late. And I was like, Wow, that really hurt my feelings. So on Christmas Day, I kind of ignored her a lot more as, you know, uh, <laughs> compared to the day before being in the van and having a lot of conversation. So in the afternoon there on Christmas Day, I said, well, you're probably wondering why I haven't really paid attention today. She's like, yeah. She goes, so we walked through the situation. I got overheard what you said. She goes, yeah, well, you didn't hear the whole thing. You know, that was my first impression of you. 
And granted, that first impression was valid. I was cranky when I got off that plane and questioned the process of this workflow. But then she valued, you know, the friendship. I'm like, oh, when I go, well, I don't even know why I care. So the cat was kind of out of the bag in that I cared what she thought. So fast forward a week at this missions conference. It was New Year's. We had hung out some more. And um, we're talking about, like, New Year's resolutions. It was now the year 1990, okay? Because Berlin Wall had come down in 1989, and we're going to the airport. And I asked people what their missions goals were um, as it was to, like, supporting missionaries and so forth. And I just told her, I said, I didn't know God made women like this, handing out tracts, loving the Lord. I didn't even know I was, like, could be in her league yet. I was still thinking friendship. And I just thought, sometimes, and, and there's two points here. A, it's my story, my testimony. But B, Sometimes you can just have a committed relationship with a friend and want to be in their life. And so what I told her is I go, well, I would like to send Christmas cards to you the rest of your life or send out Christmas cards with you the rest of your life. Like I want to be in your life. Like I want to be your friend. I want to support. I want to know what your ministry is doing. I want to know you and your husband if you get married. If not, Maybe we could get married kind of thing. I mean, I literally said that. It just kind of came out of me because we had already kind of broken the ice. And so not that it's the same answer to everyone else, but to the answer to the social media question is you can have that committed relationship even before you start dating if you need to. I mean, it's rare possibly. So I asked her then, I go, when we get back to school, can we commit to getting to know each other? Can we commit to just seeing where this leads? So it was almost like committing to courting, um, and um, so we did, and we never looked back. I mean, we had, we had, you know, normal bumps, but part of that was just making sure our relationship was on the altar, because once we start driving that machine, and God doesn't um, have a hand on the steering wheel, we can kind of take it where we want. And as it was, it was God's will, I believe, for us to be together. And so, hence the prayer before the um, the event that I was finally surrendering, because we could have met anywhere in that semester beforehand. Trust me, I was going up to the balcony at Moody Bible Institute and checking out the 700 godly women there. Okay, I had never even seen Joan the entire first semester, and I was on the prowl. Okay, so God has His insight on that. My youth pastor and his wife were both at a party at. at at college and didn't meet each other then, but they met each other months later when they were both living more of a godly life. So, I mean, you know, my dad used to say, oh, you're not going to know your high school friends. Me and Jimmy Kazmarek, we never were friends again. Well, you know what? My two best friends, uh, Chris and Mark in, in, in high school, we committed to be friends for life. Okay. Now, I'm just a guy relationship. There's guys hanging out. It's like, so the, the question that I'm answering and referring to is, is got different tiers. You can commit to any level of friendship. You know, there's people I know. I like. I want to be in your life. Doesn't mean we're always, you know, converse. You know, Facebook's very helpful for um, being in peripheral lives. You know, there's classmates now that you know I know about their life. That's great. And uh, have I made commitments with them? Not all of them, but a few. Um, there's people now I've met recently that, hey, I want to be in your life. You know, I want to. Know when you're when you are having a baby or getting married. I want to know those 
parts. If you have a medical situation, I want to pray for you. I want to know you the rest of your life, whatever that looks like. Now, when it comes to like maybe seeking out a mate, that person's got to be like pretty high in the charts, kind of like picking out a house, you know, get, try to get seven out of 10 things when you're picking out a house. And obviously working with a lot of single people, a lot of, um, engaged people over the years with photography and, and different things. I mean, it is worth the wait, um, to find that right person and to be that right person. Because once you say yes, that is the person I've had friends who say, Oh, well, we, we, we get, we made a mistake getting married. No, you, well, maybe you did, but now they're now you're the right person. So that's going to be a whole other message. <laughs> and it's not hard. Marriage is not hard. But I, when you marry up and when you marry someone willing to give um, your marriage the oil of grace, okay, because we all need grace in marriage. I mean, we function as a couple oiled on grace. So, you know, if your dating relationship or your friendship can be that of grace, that that's a good start okay can you be really honest i mean cuz the attraction that that's out there and that's definitely a component um so those are those are some things that pop in my mind thanks for letting me share my testimony it's a fun story um but it's god's story it's it's god giving me the mate that i needed that i didn't realize i need after a breakup that really broke my heart a year before that from high school. It's God being faithful when we trust him. And it's it's the one of the things in life you really do want to land right. So I was fortunate enough to make a good decision at the right time of the right person, okay? You marry up with character, okay? And yes, there's red flags with everybody. Some red flags are deal breakers. Figure out your own deal breakers before you get emotionally involved with someone. Before... You know, you're you're swept away um, because the romance is fantastic. Um, it's not everything that sustains a marriage. It's there. I mean, it's, it's really a whole other topic. It's it's there's a chemistry, there's a balance, and um, all that to say is in review, guys are probers, and and oftentimes they are slow at making that commitment. But when they know, they know. Okay, I mean, at least in my, I, can, I guess I can only really speak for myself, but, you know, and I've seen these other guys, sometimes they just have played with this woman so long, they've been shacking up so long, they finally just give in. Well, that's not really, first of all, that's just the wrong path, and then, then it's the wrong conclusion that just, you know, like, okay, finally you'll get together. Um, but I'm not going to judge people right now. I mean, it, it's it's not easy, and I've had... Uh, family members and friends go through marriages and and sometimes people change they go mentally ill for example or they get on drugs and my heart goes out to them so sustaining a marriage full of grace is by god's grace by god's power uh it's it's worth a try but uh you you definitely want to be in the right car for that one you want to be with the right person and that is something God will reveal to you in prayer. You cannot enter marriage or a serious relationship of courting or anything without a key element of faith. So get your faith on if that's the case or get your patience on if you're waiting for the right opportunity. God bless you. Hopefully some of the I mean, this is not a scriptural thing right now. This is testimony and just conversation. So thanks for listening to the Surge Up podcast. 
and thoughts in my heart today. Take care. God bless. Rock on and surge up.